0: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott.
1: Hello, it's Friday the 10th of November. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. Hundreds of protesters have staged a demonstration outside a company in Rochester, which is accused of developing tech used by the Israeli army. Police were called to BAE Systems at about half six this morning. Campaigners have blocked the entrances to the site. Amelia Horgan is one of the protesters. We're out here today um,
0: to try and disrupt the Israeli war machine. So um, the parts made here go to be made and put into fighting jets which are being used currently on the people in Gaza. Um, so there's been a call from Palestinian trade unionists for trade unionists um, around the world, workers around the world, to disrupt the, the war machine which is being used in this genocidal bombardment at the moment. So we've come down with our fellow workers to throw a wrench in the, in the war machine. People around the world Making demands for a ceasefire, making demands for an end to occupation, an end to impunity. Um, our politicians aren't listening, even in Britain. Um, the, the overwhelming majority of people support a ceasefire. So the point is to just, if they're not listening, we won't wait to grow our conscience. We're going to keep coming
1: out until they do. Lucas Lotus is also at the demonstration and says he has a personal reason for being there.
2: I went to university with uh, many people from Palestine. When I studied, uh, I moved to the UK and met many Palestinians at university. I've been to Palestine to the West Bank to visit many years ago when I was much younger and it was really really shocking what I saw and it sort of etched uh, onto my mind I think uh, to this very day even though it's it's over a decade ago that I went just the the kind of brutal treatment of Palestinians the militarization the checkpoints the you know just the kind of suff- suffocation of the occupation the way that even children can't get to school um, and that you know there's just so much kind of violence there on the part of the Israeli military and the Israeli occupation um, in order to try and basically uh, keep the Palestinians um oppressed and I saw that with my own eyes it's just it's a real travesty and it's something that I think you know even if what we can do in Britain is only a small part then I think we have a duty to do that
1: a spokesperson for BAE systems says we're horrified by the situation in Israel and Gaza and the devastating impact it's having on civilians in the region and we hope it can be resolved as soon as possible we respect everyone's right to protest peacefully we operate under the tightest regulation and comply fully with all applicable defence export controls, which is subject to ongoing assessment.
2: Kent Online reports.
1: A man's been treated in hospital after being stabbed in the back in Margate. Emergency crews were called to reports of a disturbance involving a group of men in Cliftonville Avenue on Tuesday night. Investigations are ongoing. A fundraising page has been set up to bring the body of a missing Medway man back from the Netherlands. 22-year-old Liam Graham disappeared near Hu following a car crash back in July. Police are working with Dutch authorities after confirming he was found dead there earlier this week. An Ashford mum says she's scared to leave the house after she was almost knocked down by a car while walking to school with her son. Michelle Hills was with nine-year-old Harley when a silver Audi narrowly missed them and crashed through the window of a block of flats in New Street. Our reporter Leanne Castle has been hearing more about her experience. We were just about to cross the road. Well, we were
3: actually near enough to the other side of the road and just saw this car coming towards us speeding out of control.
4: And what were your reactions like? Were you quick to move him out of the way?
3: I said, highly quick move. And then luckily he went the right way and didn't go back.
4: And what happened after that then? Did you stay and call the ambulance?
3: I did, yeah. I checked on my son straight away. Um, and then there was a very kind lady that stood with him while I went back across the road to call for an ambulance.
4: So. One thing that I'm struggling to get my head around is how he managed to get into the building the way he did. So mm-hmm. tell me where
3: which direction he was going in and sort of how it happened. He was coming from um Highworth Grammar School that direction and he went hit a post went over the grass verge smashed into another car and it was almost like he was trying to get back in control of the car to I can only assume to to try and speed off but obviously he couldn't, and span and just sh- straight through the window.
4: And how is your little boy coping with all of this? Because it, it must be hard for him.
3: He's he's not too bad. He's a bit quiet, Um, and I have sort of said to him, if you need to talk, make sure you talk, if you've got any questions, make sure you ask him. You know, we're all here. But he's very anxious. We're both very anxious about walking back that way. We can't walk back that way at the moment. I can't bring myself to go near there. I feel a bit scared, I feel a bit anxious to go out with the kids. Um, I'm okay when I'm walking down like back roads but near a main road I feel a a bit shaky, a bit panicky. Yeah I don't feel myself, I feel very down at the moment and I'm trying to be strong for the sake of the kids but it's still in the back of my mind. But I'm just waiting to get some counselling.
1: The driver of the car was arrested on suspicion of being under the influence. He was taken to hospital with injuries which are not thought to be serious and is now out on bail while police carry on investigating. Kent Online News. A self-styled education guru has stepped down from the chair of governors at a Kent grammar school after lying about having a PhD. Gilda Scarf was a prominent figure at Simon Langton Boys in Canterbury and claimed to have a doctorate in psychology from Cambridge University. A Kent Online investigation revealed there's no record of her achieving the qualification. She said she was stepping down because of work commitments. Work to upgrade parts of the A28 in Ashford has been delayed again. The £26 million scheme on Chart Road was due to start in 2018 and is being partly funded by developers behind the Chilmington Green housing estate. They now want to change parts of the agreement so work won't begin until early 2025. A Maidstone man's appeared in court after threatening to burn down his former partner's home after they split up. Stephen Pettit also spray painted abuse on the woman's house, smashed the windows of her car, and broke her phone. The 36-year-old from Wallace Avenue was given a suspended prison sentence, ordered to pay compensation and complete rehab sessions.
2: Kent Online reports.
1: A man's been arrested after a car ended up on its side following a police chase in Swanley. The vehicle was going the wrong way up a slip road onto a dual carriageway following a suspected petrol theft. A 37-year-old was detained on Watery Lane on Monday. A teenager who's been missing from Gillingham for almost a month has been found safe and well. Police say 16-year-old Grace Fisher was discovered in the Camden part of London on Wednesday night. Her case was part of a national appeal and two men were previously arrested. The Education Secretary's been in Medway to announce funding for a new training facility at Mid-Kent College. The campus in Gillingham's been given a share of £165 million to provide hands-on experience retrofitting energy-efficient technology. It's part of the government's aim to meet climate targets. Abby Hook from our colleagues at KMTV was there to interview Gillian Keegan. All of the local businesses across the whole country have worked together with their Chamber of Commerce, with their
0: colleges, with other training providers to basically say in our area there are these skills that we're missing. Now it will be engineering skills, a lot of what we are seen today is all about heating engineering uh, home insulation, making sure our homes are energy efficient for the future retrofitting homes etc that will be across the whole country but there'll be other things as well, there'll be healthcare needs, there'll be specific advanced manufacturing needs in some areas so the whole idea is the local area gets together and says what are their priorities and then we make sure we bring the businesses and the education system together so the courses match the jobs that are there in the industry.
3: We're talking a lot about tech. Why would you encourage young people to get into that industry and learn that key skill?
0: Well, virtually everything has got tech behind it now. Tech has changed and disrupted many industries. So even how, you know, how, we, how we look at the energy efficiency, how we make sure that we're optimising that, how we uh, optimise the grid, all of the things they're learning here, there's a big element of technology behind it. Now, most young people are digital natives anyway they're very familiar with tech but seeing how you can utilize that in your careers uh, also will make sure you get on really quickly.
1: So we're talking during Green Careers Week as well, which is combining careers but also the environment too. So why do you think that it's important we focus on it this week in particular, but also when we talk about specific weeks, why should it be important all year round too?
0: Well the week is to put a a sort of highlight on it, but of course it is important all year round. I mean we have serious uh, targets to be net zero as a country by 2050. And there's a lot of work between now and 2050 that we need to do. Most young people are very passionate about this and want to help us along that journey. So a lot of the skills that people learning here will help us towards that transition, will help us retrofit our homes, will help us to have more renewable energy, will help us in many, many different ways to move along that um, that
1: journey to get
0: to net zero by 2050.
1: Kent Online News. The company behind a £2.5 billion project to build a theme park in Swanscombe is apparently being sued by Paramount. London Resort Company Holdings has been working on the plans for 10 years but has faced numerous challenges. Paramount is reportedly claiming a company restructuring implemented earlier this year after the London Resort called in administrators was unfair and featured irregularities. Some good news for drivers. A lane closure that's caused traffic chaos on the Sheppey Crossing is going to be lifted next week. Work on the Grovehurst Road improvement scheme started last month and residents say it's been a nightmare getting off the island. KCC highways say the crossing will fully reopen on Wednesday evening as they consider alternative arrangements. Bosses at Chatham's historic dockyard say government funding has allowed them to bring a Grade 1 listed building back into use. Work's been carried out to convert the fitted rigging house from a Royal Navy storeroom into offices. The final phase has been completed following £2 million of funding from the levelling up scheme. Culture Secretary Lucy Fraser was there to officially open it. She's been chatting to Cameron Tucker from our colleagues at KMTV.
5: We've just opened the fitted rigging house um, and that has had significant government investment over the years from my department in DCMS, but it's also uh, had money recently from the leveling up fund. This is, uh, so I'm here to celebrate that opening um, and this huge area which brings together heritage, community, uh, commercial space um, and just to see the fabulous weather's been going on over the years.
3: And I'm sure you've been told a lot about uh, Medway and the plans for the, the future and the vision. Um, where does this kind of play into that and what's um, your kind of hopes and, and vision for the area?
5: Uh, well, the, the area has um, benefited from a lot of government funding in recent years and really, really helped to regenerate the area. Uh, and what I can see is those historic buildings really um, showing themselves in their glory. But also, you know, here we've got a museum and I've heard about the work of the creative industries. So they're bringing together a further education, the university, to uh, get people the skills that they need in what is a really exciting industry that we excel at in the UK. So the bringing together of clusters and jobs, you know, together with this amazing
1: site.
2: Kent Online reports:
1: A local authority has announced plans to invest £10 million in tackling the growing homelessness crisis. Swale Borough Council will buy properties worth up to £200,000 and then offer them as affordable housing for people in temporary accommodation. The borough has seen an 89% increase in families in temporary accommodation in the last four years. Work's continuing to clear a music venue in Thanet as it undergoes a huge renovation. Margate Winter Gardens closed in August last year, but council bosses are hoping a revamp will allow it to reopen. Historic memorabilia, including artwork and posters, have been put into storage for the time being. Zara larson has been on our sister radio station, KMFM, to talk about her new song with David Guetta and her performance on Strictly. She's recently released On My Love and is also known for tracks including Can't Tame Her and Lush Life. But she initially became famous after winning the Swedish version of Britain's Got Talent when she was just 10 years old. Gary and Chelsea from KMFM Breakfast started by asking her what it was like. All my friends didn't care very much, which is kind of nice, you know what I mean?
6: It was just like regular, regular school. Um, Some other friends in my other classes, a year above and under, they might, you know, they thought it was cool. But after a while, it kind of just goes back to normal, just like anything else.
2: I mean, you do everything now. I mean, we saw Mm you not only singing on Strictly, but dancing with the Strictly pros as well, holding your own against those guys. Uh, how How was that performance?
6: That was so much fun. We had like, so little rehearsal time, so I was very nervous that I wouldn't get the steps, Um, but I did, and I felt like I was a part of the Strictly show, like I was competing, and I mean, those dancers are so incredible, so amazing, and I figured, you know, I love to dance, so while I was just doing my song, I might as well join them for a few steps, <laughs> and really, and really take it, you know, do the, do it the Strictly way. And you've been a busy bee because your new album is, well, it's, you can buy it. You can book tickets
1: for your tour. It's very exciting. And the album is called Venus, which um, I love because it's described as a pop album fit for a goddess. And I love Mm. that phrase. And I have to ask you, what makes you feel like a goddess?
6: Ooh, when I, like the first like 10 minutes of waking up in the morning, I just feel like it's a new day all the opportunities lie in front of me. I feel fresh. Hopefully I feel rested. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, that's me. Like some, it's something about that like puffy morning face that I really like. <laughs> Thank you. Like before the day. <laughs> you should see us in the morning. And this I is us you in the morning. <laughs> right. It's just like, I just feel so cute and like ready for the day. And then once I like, put on my clothes and I'm like oh, oh okay let's go then but <laughs> the,
1: those like 10 minutes in the beginning I just feel like anything is possible. You can hear the full interview on the KMFM official YouTube channel. Now it's time to get details of everything you need to know about events going on this weekend. Here's Sam Laurie who starts off by telling us about Christmas light switch-ons in Kent.
4: It all kicks off tonight in Canterbury where there'll be a huge lantern parade to start the festive season. The parade starts at the Westgate Towers and continues to the Dane John Gardens where there will be entertainment from the cast of this year's Marlowe Theatre Panto, including former Strictly Pro Kevin Clifton. We've got a list of all of Kent's Christmas lights switch-on events up on Kent Online, so make sure you check that out to find your nearest switch-on this Christmas. And speaking of Canterbury, the Christmas lights aren't the only festive celebration taking place in the city this weekend, as the festive market also opens to coincide with the lights. There will be traditional market huts and fun activities such as a VR trip to the North Pole and a Santa's Grotto. Another festive fair opening this weekend is Blue Waters Winterland. The fair includes rides for both adults and children with the main attraction being the 40 meter high observation wheel with great views of the shopping centre and the quarry. There's also hot food and tasty treats and it all opens on Saturday. Another spot to pick up some great gifts in time for Christmas is the Detling Antiques Fair, which returns to the Kent Showground on Saturday and Sunday. The fair, just outside of Maidstone, has hundreds of indoor and outdoor stalls selling retro gems, antique items and unique collectibles that can make the perfect present for someone special. This weekend also boasts some brilliant live shows if you're looking for top evening entertainment. This month's Live at the Marlow in Canterbury features a headline set from Hollywood star Rob Delaney on Friday, the ABBA Candlelight Experience, with songs performed by String Quartet, will be at All Saints in Maidstone on Saturday. And you can catch music from your favourite films at the Best of Hans Zimmer at Dreamland in Margate on Sunday. And, of course, I can't not mention Remembrance Day, which falls on Saturday the 11th of November. There are lots of memorial services, concerts and parade taking place all over the county this Saturday and Sunday to pay tribute to those in the armed forces. We've got a roundup on Kent Online of just some of the services happening over the weekend. So we hope you have a great weekend, whatever you're up to, and let's be honest, as we all start to get into the festive spirit but if you are a bit of a Grinch, maybe you'll prefer to keep yourself busy with a show or two instead.
1: Thanks, Sam. Kent Online Sports. Football and it's a trip to promotion chasing Wrexham for Gillingham this weekend. The Jills are currently ninth in the table with just one win from their last four games. Wrexham are third and the club's partly owned by Hollywood actor Ryan Reynolds. Tomorrow will be the first league game in charge for New Jills manager Stephen Clements. He's spoken to reporters ahead of the match. I'm
7: really looking forward to it. It's, it's what I've come here for. Um, I know that we want want to challenge in the league We're going to play Wrexham It's a big game Um, I'm sure Wrexham will be there or thereabouts Come the end of the season But these are the games you should want to be involved in As a coach or as a player I know as a player I'd have have relished this Uh, And I'm going to as coach as well We've we've got to go and try and take them on We know it's a difficult game I think they're unbeaten in 10 got a top class manager I think he's got three promotions to his name Someone I remember first when he was at Colchester I was still playing for Birmingham back then so he's been around a long time, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to um, yeah see if I can get one over him, one over him the first time I come up against him. Look, there's there's a huge spotlight on them now with what they're doing, uh, and who who owns Wrexham, uh, which is good for good for football. Um, I know having spoken to Brad; it's really sort of elevated um, football in America because of it. Uh, so, no, it's, it's it's an exciting game that. I know my kids are looking forward to going to watch there, hoping they might bump into one or two people there. Um, but I'll be concentrating on the game itself. But whoever we come up against, we, we want to try and win football matches. Um, as I say, I know there's a huge spotlight in Wrexham and because of who owns the football club and, and what good players they've got as well. They've got a very good squad. They've spent quite a bit of money on it. Um, but as I said before, as a player, they should be relishing... This opportunity, and I, and I know they will be. Um, we want to try and play a more progressive style. We've worked at, on it this week. We had another good training session this morning. Um, but we have to still make sure that we keep our defensive record the way it is. It's not too bad at the moment. So we don't want to come away from that um, with what we're trying to implement going forwards. You, you, you can't change everything in a week. Uh, but the there's, there's small uh, steps we can take every week to try and improve the, the players and get to where we want to get to one day. Uh, and as I said, the players have been very receptive receptive to it so far. Uh, but definitely at Hereford, I saw glimpses of what we were working on. And I'm hoping to see some more of that again on the the weekend.
1: Kick off tomorrow's at three. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories directed to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk.
2: News you can trust. This is the
1: Kent Online Podcast.